Hello there, this is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. Um, so to further on our discourse on business, we'll be talking about, today we'll also be discussing about business by space. Business by space. Business by space. Space in this context is there's a space for every one of us. There's a space for every one of us to function optimally in life. Our job as human beings, the Bible says, the um, how I put it now, um, that it is it is the assignment of a king right to discover the secrets or the will of the father and paraphrasing it into modern language this is the assignment of the king to decipher the mysteries of the king of kings so I'm um, we are reading Genesis 26 this time around from 1 to 32. I read in Jesus' name, no, 233 rather. So I'm reading from the Good News Translation, then I'll read from Amplified Translation. There was another famine in the land besides the earlier one during the time of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of Philistines, at Gibra. The Lord had appeared to Isaac and had said, Do not go to Egypt. Stay in this land where I tell you to stay. Live here and I will be with you and bless you. I'm going to give all this territory to you and your descendants. I will keep the promise I made to your father, Abraham. I will give you as many descendants as there are stars in the sky and i will give you them all this territory all the nations will ask me to bless them as i have blessed your descendants i will bless you because abraham obeyed me and kept all my laws and commands so isaac lived in gera when the men there about asked about his wife he said that she was his sister he would not admit that she was his wife because he was afraid that the men there would kill him to get Rebecca, who was very beautiful. When Isaac had been there for some time, King Abimelech looked down from his window and saw Isaac and his and Rebecca making love. Abimelech sent for Isaac and said, "So she's your wife." Why did you say she was your sister? He answered, I thought I would be killed if I said she's my wife. What have you done to us? Abimelech said, One of my men might easily have slept with your wife, and you would have been responsible for our guilt. 
Abimelech warned all the people, anyone who ill treats this man or his wife will be put to death. Isaac sowed seed in the land, and that year he invested a hundred times, as much as he had sown, because the Lord blessed him. He continued to prosper and became very rich, a very rich man, because he had many heads of sheep and cattle, as many servants. And the Philistines were jealous of him, so they were filled in the wells, in all the they were they were filled, so they filled in all the wells that the servants of his father Abraham had dug while Abraham was alive. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Leave our country, you have become more powerful than we are. So Isaac left and set up his camp in the valley of Gerah, where he stayed for some time. He dug once again the wells which has been dug during the time of his father and which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham's death. Isaac gave the wells the same names as his father had given them. Isaac's servant dug a well in the valley and found water. The shepherds of Gerard quarreled with Isaac's shepherd and said, This water belongs to us. And so Isaac named the well Quarrel. Isaac's servant dug another well, and there was a quarrel about that one also. So he named it Enmity. He moved away from there and dug another well, and there was no dispute about this one. So he named it Freedom. He said, Now the Lord has given us freedom. In some translation, it's called real boat. Freedom to live in the land and will be prosperous here. Isaac left and went to Beersheba, and that night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I will bless you and give you many descendants because of my promise to my servant, Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and worshipped God. Then he set up his camp there. And his servant dug another well. Abimelech came to Gerah with Awusat, his advisor, and Fiko, the commander of his army, to see Isaac. So Isaac asked, Why have you now come to see me when you were so unfriendly to me before and made me leave your country? They answered, Now we know that the Lord is with you, and we think that there should be a solemn agreement with you, between us. We want you to promise that you will not harm us, just as you do not, we do not harm you. We were kind to you and let you peace, live peacefully. Now it is clear that the Lord has blessed you. Isaac prepared a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Early next morning, each man made his promise and sealed it with a vow. Isaac said goodbye to them and departed as friends. On that day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well with the other dog. They said, We have found water. He named the well Vow. That is how the city of Beersheba got its name. The word of the Lord. So, because of the brevity of the time, I don't want to read the other translation. But if you have um, your Bibles at home or you have a, a Bible or your app that allows you 
go through multiple translations. What me I'm particular about here is in context that the, the sequences of trends in the life of Isaac happened in the life of Abraham. This same Abimelech was the same king that um, Abraham lied to about Sarah. And in the instance of Abraham, the entire household of Abimelech was struck, was struck with disease and all that till they freed Sarah. So when Isaac came to Abimelech, many people were wondering what was a king looking at or studying a visitor for. He wanted to know if the claim about Rebecca being his sister or his wife, whichever one is true. So he called him forth after discovering that they were mating and discovered that this so this is your wife. So in this certain scenario, we saw the repeat of the same test. But in this in, in this case, the king did not make the same mistake again. He learned from Abraham's story because of how God afflicted his household. So in this time around, he said you love put this guilt on us and made us pay for what we didn't have an idea for and that was why he swore that if anybody touches this man or his wife they will put to death because his own household had been put to death or threatened to death by diseases or the hand of god let me put it that way so better put in context by virtue of being in alignment with god you have this protection even in real time today these are people who have lived thousands of years ago. That same God still exists. That same hold still persists over your life. Have you ever wondered why some people, you confront them or you're fighting them and they're not even fighting you. God is fighting on their behalf. That is what I'm talking about. So, in this context, what is really interesting about this story is about the fact, the part where Isaac sold seed in the land. In some other translations, it it confirms that he had vested a hundred times or as much as he had sown, right? But in some other translations, he says, then Isaac diversified into stocks, into having bands. You know, he, he started as sowing his seed, which is farming, right? Then what concerned farming with having heads of sheep, cattles, and as many that means he diversified. Some other translation puts it in a better way. That means that when you start off a particular business or an enterprise, the principle Abraham his father too had wells. He was big he was big on the heads, right? But Isaac God gave him a different strategy, which is um, agriculture. In this instance, after he had succeeded in agriculture, like having a result in one year, to further strengthen or increase his business reach, he diversified into the business that his father had successfully done in the past, which was cut to his head and so on and so on. Now, with this story, many of you will have been wondering, what about the 
wealth that Abraham had. We all know that Abraham had 385 soldiers, so um, men who were defending him by virtue of the fact that they were feeding or they were blessed by his wealth. Now, in this case, the Bible did not talk about the blessings of Abraham right now. He didn't even talk about the fact that Isaac was not dependent on the wealth of Abraham. Do you understand now? Yeah. Isaac was not even dependent on the wealth of Abraham. Or I think Isaac was given birth to by Jacob rather. Sorry. Yeah. So So, what Isaac? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm mixing it up here. Um, Isaac gave birth to Esau and Jacob, right? So, now, why I had to share this story is that from generations to generations the strategy for a generation is different from the strategy for, of another generation but one thing is certain you can always build off what has been existence what, what has been in existence rather but in the case of Isaac, he had to sow a seed that led a seed as in plants now, like a seed that led to an harvest of hundred times as much. Now, remember in the New Testament where um, this rich man approached Jesus and Jesus said you can give up all his wealth. And the guy left aggrieved because he was shocked at what he said, because he has he said he had lived well, he has obeyed commandment and all that. Jesus said the last thing he needed to do was give up his words. After he had left, Jesus told his disciples that if that guy had given up his word, he had gone in, in this earth, he would have reaped a hundredfold. So in our kingdom or in the practice of principles of God, what you lay down determines the magnitude of what you receive. What you lay down as a seed determines the magnitude of what you receive. And a seed is not necessarily money. Is anything that has to do with the death and burial of what you have to give birth to what you could be or what is next. So, no matter how successful you are, no matter what level of life you are right now, at every juncture of our life, there's always that death and barrier of the old you for you to have an harvest of a new you, which could be in your business, in any area of your life as well. So it is very important to understand the power of God's blessings. It was so heavy on Isaac that, you know, the blessing upon his life 
it became so powerful that the people around him began to feel uncomfortable with his success. Can anyone listening to me see that around you? The same people that had known you all your life, the same people that you are familiar with, once you begin to grow in dimensions of leaps and bounds and successes, they begin, to, they begin to feel uncomfortable about you. And it is like an human nature. It's like a thing that is peculiar to all men or women. So you see that you are... You, some people are threatened by your growth or by your tendency or your capacity to become better than them. And by virtue, they want to create... Because they are insecure in their own space, they create an enmity. So in this case, all the wells, wells in this case could mean opportunities, could mean uh, a business, or could mean a relationship, could mean um, a, your your next phase of life. So he, he was trying to redig the whole wells. I think God was teaching me a lesson. The people were fighting him. The first one was called Quarrel. Because they didn't want him to reopen the wells his father had dug. That empowered the father. So he got to a point where he dug his own well. And that well was called real boat. And that was where there was no fight. That was where he became so blessed. He had been blessed in the initial phase. Whereby he was powerful. When he, when he diversified into cattle, sheep and goats. That's when he started revisiting the old wells. As he revisited those old wells, some people were contending with his inheritance from his father. So he left it for them. So he got to a point that is called freedom. He dug a well, nobody contended anything with him. He found freedom there. Financial freedom, marital freedom, um, spiritual freedom. He found you know, total freedom in all aspects of life. Some other translation calls it real boat. The amazing part about this is that he became so so prosperous by virtue of the fact that he found his own space. He found his own space where there was no contention. That means that every one of us listening to me today, or every one of us that will by virtue listen to this message in the future, you need to understand one thing. There's a space for you in this life that nobody can contend with you. There's a space for you in this life that you can't have competition. There's a space for you in this life where your competition is yourself because you are operating, you keep operating at your highest expression. You keep, now, no, the yachtic is like, I want to be better than I was yesterday. There's a space in this life where if you stay at that level, you will just be in your own niche and your own competition is yourself whereby you are competing with what you did yesterday it's at the, that's the highest level of human expression whereby what people are putting out is not what you are competing with your own obligation is to outdo yourself you know sometimes Competitions like the guys that were competing with him in the previous well, they limited themselves to what has been discovered. By virtue of that, they pushed him into discovering his own space where 
he would eventually express all that God has for him in stock. He got so blessed that those that were fighting him were his opposition, were those that saw him as an as an evidence that invalidates their blessings or their level of success came to sign an agreement with him that they can be friends. Can you see that? There's a level of success or significance that you get to in this life where your enemies would be your friends. As in, they will practically throw away enmity and realize that they can't afford to be your enemy. So they signed a feast with them and after they had gone, they discovered another well called that they call Val to affirm the new covenant, the new agreement that they had, the vow that they had. So why this is very, very peculiar is this. Um, if you are listening to me, this story resonates with my personal life in the sense that we all have stories of times whereby you know you people contend with the fact that you are trying to express yourself and i realize something is very 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 powerful it is mediocre thinking or inferiority complex that makes anyone to be insecure in the success of another that means that you're not secure in your own capacity to create a good life for yourself or a great life for yourself Every human being has the capacity to sow seeds and have harvest to the magnitude of the principles of life that they engage. That same energy that you use for jealousy. Anyways, realize that throughout scriptures or throughout the word of God, some enmity, some jealousies, you can't stop it. Those things are supposed to perfect God's will in your life. Those who you call enemies are actually there to push you to your highest levels of expressions. So those stumbling blocks, those people who set you up for failure are people that God uses to push you into your highest levels of significance, success, and relevance. So, in today's world, in the area of diversification, if you are going to build wealth, if you are going to build sustainable wealth, you can't just focus on one business. You have to have diversified interest, business interest. However, the strategy you want to use to achieve that, I don't know. It's left for you to download your own revelation of how that works for you. We shared a blueprint on business owner financial, which is similar to all the things I've shared. And we shared the same thing for a blueprint for individuals as well, your financial plan. If you, if you haven't seen it before, it's on, my, it's on my Instagram page. I I think about a week ago, or so I reshared it. But the original contest is actually also I, I, I think I will post it on the on the C tribe page again. 
so that people can can also visit it and refresh their memory. Because you need to prepare for the blessings that you seek. You need to be able to sustain the blessings when they come, so that you don't sabotage your future by virtue of the fact that when your blessings come, you eat up your future. So, with these few words of mine, I hope I've been able to share with you that the reason why people pray and say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, you've heard when people say God of this person, God of this person, is simply because of the covenant relationship that that person had with God. And that same covenant relationship is available to you and I. So even by virtue of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the temple's curtain was cut from not up on, from down to upright, so that you and I can have access to the holies of holies of God. So religion was no longer a qualification for you to have access to God. A relationship was now open for everyone who was interested to know God. And why I think that, irrespective of the level of how you know God, the qualification for heaven, and I will say this to be clear, because some people who die, they do not know about Jesus. And the yardstick for them to make heaven will be by virtue of their good deeds or how they live their lives. How do I know this? The story of Colonius, you know, he... He did so much good that God sent a disciple or an apostle to visit that home. And before that one even evangelized, the Spirit of God came upon him because God could not wait. What I'm saying is this. What many of us behold today, many people longed or wished they had it in their time. The liberal Spirit of God available to all men. So, heads bowed and eyes closed. I pray over you. I pray over your businesses. I pray over the works of your hand. And I make this declaration over you. In the heat of the battles of life, you will reach your destination. You will step on challenges as a step up to your next level you'd over you be an overcomer in every phase of your life because in this life challenges are certain the only thing that remains overcomers i need wisdom money does not answer all, answer all problems all. <laughs> okay you know the reason why the bible says wisdom is defense money is defense because Wisdom can create money, right? Money can pay for all things, but money cannot pay for the wisdom of the carrier. Money can only pay for wisdom of another person that has wisdom to help you solve a problem. And when you are paying for wisdom, you pay quality pay. Because wisdom's value is more than money. So the best gift, I've never seen anybody that is wise, that do not have money.
I've never seen anybody that is wise. If you don't know, if you doesn't, if the person doesn't have today, give that person ten years, give them twenty years, give them thirty years, you will see dimensions of expressions of that wisdom. I know the Bible says the wisdom of a poor man, nobody wants to hear, right? But if you check critically, wisdom is not available in the bosom of a wrong mental or wrong mentality. So you can be in a financial disadvantage position and have wisdom. The job is poor, that is wise, is to sell that wisdom and get money for it. Is to trade the wisdom and get money for it. So here is where we pull the curtain today and we'll make this declaration. Lord Jesus, we ask that you avail us with your wisdom. That this life that we live, we live triumphantly. We live authoritatively under the guise of the word of God. That we manifest the fullness of God in our lives. I pray over you that the life God has given you, nobody will take it from you. That you live fully and you die empty. You will fulfill your days. You will live to the fullness of time. Even sickness cannot stop it. This life that I speak about triumphs over any hurdle life can bring over you. Sicknesses are challenges. Anything that is causing you discomfort are challenges. And our goal is to attain dominion over everything that could contend with our peace of mind and give us or disrupt our lives such that we can express the fullness of God. I declare dominion over your life. May you be able to attain it, experience it, live in it, manifest heaven and earth in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray over you who is listening to me that needs to receive Jesus Christ. Heads bow and I close. I pray that just after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Help me to be there in a relationship with you, to know you, to be about you, and to be faithful to the demands of your relationship with you because you will keep your path. Help me to know more about you. Help me to find you in every aspect of my life. From Jesus, wonderful, we pray. You said that prayer, you're a believer. Very soon, by God's grace, we'll move to a physical facility. And we're trusting God that you will join us physically. And we will also project on YouTube, project on more social media platforms so that people can always connect to the service and experience God for themselves. We're not after religion here. We want you to know God. We're just a medium for you to catch that fire to know God for yourself. So we are a home that raises institutional change makers chain leaders rather so if you are one of us stay tuned keep following the message when we move to a new facility and when our website and our application is out you will be the first to know and i look forward to sharing more about god with you and most importantly may your life be better off with god's word from here than before you ever listen to god's word from here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We love you. I will cherish you. Stay blessed. Love you.